Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm the host of Allergic to Small Talk. I'm an expat living in the UK. I own two businesses, have my executive MBA from Pepperdine University, and I come riding dirty, having fallen from the polished corporate world. Allergic to Small Talk is a show about how to grow your small business through networking, plus the tools and resources needed to develop your foundation as a business owner. If you're allergic to small talk, get ready for big conversations that are delivered to you in bite-sized chunks that you can implement right away to transform the way you view, operate, and grow your business. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Grow a business, grow your business. How to grow a business. These terms might be something you've searched into Google and probably got back millions and millions of search results. In this episode, you're going to learn what it means to truly grow your business, plus how to do it. Hey there, and welcome back to Allergic to Small Talk. You can catch me here every week, dropping the latest tips and tools to start and grow your small business. On today's episode, I thought we could pick apart what it really means to grow your business. And to help us break down this topic, I've asked my friend Callum to join us. Callum is an unconventional growth strategist. He helps businesses with systems and processes, marketing and strategy planning. He's also an inspirational speaker, live show host, and magazine editor. On top of being an unconventional growth strategist, he brings a lot of energy and fun to any conversation, so I know we're going to have a good time with him today. Callum, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. As many of you know, our team at Cut Class is passionate about helping people transition from their 9 to 5 to building a business that they love. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. I remember climbing the corporate ladder, getting my executive MBA, and making great money and driving a fancy car. But at the end of the day, I was frustrated and miserable because I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing to hit success. It wasn't until I completely unplugged from what the world always told me would make me happy that I was able to find my genius zone and turn it into a business. I now have the freedom around time and finances that I've always wanted. So if you're in a similar situation where you're in a nine to five that's frustrating and unfulfilling and you're thinking about starting a business so you can control your time and finances, then let's hop on a call and let's talk about creating your new future. A link to book a call will be in the show notes. So Callum, I always love when my guests tell us in their own words, like when somebody says, tell me a little bit about yourself, what do you say? For me, in a nutshell, 26 years old, been self-employed for five years, so since I was 21. And I'm just a ball of fun. I'm a barrel of laughs that basically, you know, just helps people. That is the main thing when we help people's businesses. And I think that is me. Love it. All right. So you are an unconventional growth strategist. So can you just tell me a little bit about what that means and what is it that you do to help businesses grow? Okay. Yeah, of course. So what baffles me is a lot of people think businesses is A to Z and it's not. Business is pivotal. 
that's exactly what it is. It pivots. And that's what makes me unconventional in saying that. There's a lot of people that help businesses, such as business coaches and so on and so on. And they're not all bad. I think there is a couple of bad eggs out there because <laughs> we're not really a monitored or we're not watched. There's no due diligence with us at all. And one of the things with that is people don't realize this. So when I help people, when I say unconventional, what makes it unconventional, first of all, is me. I make it unconventional. My approach, the way my brain works, I've got ADHD. So I'm like a sponge. I take everything <laughs> on. Hence why it's like I've drank a lot of sugary drinks before I do anything because I'm very hyper. But I look at three main topics, marketing, systems and processes, and strategic planning. They're the three things, but there's lots of elements that are part of them. So, you know, when people go, oh, my marketing's great. Yes, but actually what elements of marketing do you look at? Have you tried? Have you not tried? Systems and processes. Well, we've got systems, we've got processes, we've got software, we've got paperwork. That's great. What do you have? Let's streamline it. If you're wanting to grow, which is what I specialize in, we need to look at these things. You've got to do that. You've got to do them bits. And yeah, one of the kind of things with me as well is a lot of people will come to me or clients, oh, Callum, I'm stuck. I need a little bit of help or I need a lot of help. And maybe they've been with a traditional coach or something in the past who doesn't really do that. That's not their approach. Whereas with me, I go, okay, well, if you're struggling, you know, if this was me and this was my business sharing my opinion, I would be looking at X, Y, and Z. But before I do X, Y, and Z, I have to do A, B, and C. And then these people go, oh, but before that, I've got to do F. I go, right. A lot of the time, like, wait a minute, I have not even thought of X, Y, and Z. How the hell have you thought of that? Once again, that's been unconventional. A lot of the time, three steps ahead of my clients. But I'm not afraid to share my advice, my opinion. Politely straight talking is one of them things. And I think that also ties in with being unconventional. A couple of things that I really love that you said. Number one is you have three areas that you specifically focus on. That's almost like your framework. This is what you, if you're a doctor, these are the areas that you're looking at in the business to ensure like, where is there some misalignment in terms of the growth that they want to see that maybe they're, that's their pain point. They're not where they want to be. And one of those areas is systems and processes, marketing and strategic planning. And the second thing that I really love that you said is that you will help businesses when they're struggling a little bit or a lot and you treat it like it's as if it was your own business. That is really cool. I really like that. So let's take a look at your framework and focus in on like the systems and processes. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you're looking for? What are the things that catch your eye that you might think, you know what, there might be a challenge here? Okay, so let's use a mini example. Sure. So if we use this as an example as a, a consultant or a business that brings on clients through maybe a consultancy basis, one of the first things, and they all do it, I'm not going to lie. Even after me, even when they grow further, their onboarding is absolutely atrocious. And by that, it might not be the customer service. It might be the manhandling part of it. It may be the elongated part of it, the longevity. And it's all these different things that, you know, you start from the basis of looking at stuff like that. I've actually done this with a client, which is why this is such an easy thing for me to talk about. And we stripped it apart. There's not a bad thing of doing this. Why do we send that email? Why does Joe talk to Sandra? Why doesn't Joe talk to Bob? Like, why is Joe talk to Sandra? Because then Sandra goes and talks to Bob. Why doesn't Joe just go straight there? And it's like, oh, well, I don't know. It's always been like that. Right, yeah. It, it was meant to be like that. It was meant to be like that 10 years ago when you started the business. Right. It doesn't need to be like that now. And a lot of the times with businesses today, you know, as of recording this, and I don't get me wrong, I don't believe everyone needs to be like this, but they don't look at software 
it's one of the biggest things for me. Software, you know, things such as Monday, Slack, blah, blah. Communication is such a big, to be fair, communication is probably also one of my foundations of working with people. I've got all my clients on like Slack, something like that. Because it's so easy and they're in one place. I can communicate with everyone in one go. And that ties in with strategic planning because then when we're going to that aspect of it, the systems and processes follow through and it all goes into that bit. And it's looking at what they already do. Is there a better way of doing it? Is any of it relevant anymore? Do we need to get rid of anything? And one of like kind of like last examples of this as well is I was working with someone that was a product-based business and they had two products. One was selling really, really wasn't, but yet there was putting so much focus and time and effort onto the one that wasn't selling. I was like, why are we doing this? Like what's not working? And it turned out, first of all, I know you said systems and processes. Let's look at the marketing of the, the one doing well. But then let's look at the systems and processes, how we can point them people with a funnel, with a lead magnet, to the one that's not doing well. You're missing an arrow out here. You're missing a path here. Um, and it's looking at them different things. That's awesome. I really love that you definitely take a look at those foundational pieces that really make a business tick over. And this is especially important for people that are are first-time business owners and maybe even seasoned business owners. And the reason why I say this is because sometimes they've come from a traditional nine-to-five job where the systems and processes were in place for them. They didn't have to think about how to do payroll. They didn't have to think about how customers were onboarded. They didn't have to think about that entire ecosystem that makes a business run. And so it's only until their challenge comes into play when they start their business or if there's a really big pain point, meaning yeah. a customer super upset because their user experience was just not great. I think it's really great because small business owners need to create those processes and systems that were actually created for them in that nine to five that they were in previous to starting their business. So I think that is spot on. And I love the softwares that you mentioned, Monday and Slack. I am a huge, huge advocate for Monday. I live and die by it. It literally was down for an hour yesterday. I was pissed off about it. Let's not please talk about that. Yes, let, let's not. But anyway, carry on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I do love that you take a look at that portion of the business. So for the listeners that are out there, you guys will always know I'm always going to be banging on about systems and processes. Make sure that you have these foundational pieces in your business so you don't have myself or Callum yelling at you to get it done. All right, so let's move on. You started talking about the marketing portion of what you dive into. So let's start moving into that section. Yep. Okay, so what's the obvious first thing that people do when it comes to marketing? Website, social media, two very obvious first things because they are easy. Yes, to set up, to start, to get done. A website or a marketing, that's great, you've made one. Now you need to look at your SEO, your alt text, your geotagging, you need to look at all these different things when it comes to your website. And it's, I've made a website, and then I go once again, you know, like what's the nitty gritty of it? You've made your social media, you've made your Facebook, you've made your Instagram, made LinkedIn, you've made your TikTok. You've made all of them. You've made your Pinterest, which is still, I personally believe is so underused. Yes, agreed. Like (laughs) so underused. But you use all these different things and I go, once again, right, you've made a Facebook page. What's it for? Made a Facebook group. What's it for? You've made an Instagram account. What's it for? You made a Twitter. What's it for? And I pick one at a time, try to, I I don't want to use the word master it, but crack it for me. You know, I'm like, I'm going to put focus into, I've cracked Facebook. I've been on Facebook all my life, you know, so I didn't really need to figure that out. It was just a little bit of trial and error. Two key words there, trial and error. 
And then LinkedIn was one of my other ones. But actually, a lot of people currently, especially product-based businesses, do well on TikTok. Yes. But then it's figuring these out. I do want to point out, as of last week, I officially don't have Facebook on my phone anymore. Oh, wow. Because um, I don't want it to be one of my focuses. I want to get used to Twitter now. So I want to start endlessly scrolling on Twitter. I want to start getting the connections and the following the right people on Twitter for me. Because that's how I can put my focus on it. Social media websites are obvious. Lead magnets. Funnels. I will keep screaming the word funnels to people. For anyone listening that doesn't know what a funnel is, you know, two ways you can do this. You can Google it or you can literally, if you imagine a funnel, you can drop a customer in at the top. And if you imagine a bit, I don't know, it's a bit like a spiral in it. Each layer of spiral is a different layer of the funnel. So you drop them in, it's a free download. I always start with a free download from people. Ebook, downloadable sheet, whatever. Your next thing might be a follow-up call. Did you have any questions? Here's another free download. So on and so on and so on. And the end result is them booking a call or your call to action. Send them to your Facebook group. Send them to your Discord channel. Send them to your Telegram, WhatsApp group. Anything like that. That's what a funnel is. And the amount of people that don't... I understand not understanding how they work, but refuse to have them is mind-boggling. And, you know, you can use websites so simple, such as like MailerLite. And it's so user-friendly. It's so easy to do them on. I use MailerLite myself. A lot of people skeks like, oh, I'm like, find something user-friendly. There will be something out there that is user-friendly. Um, and MailerLite is one of them. Since we said we're like Slack and Monday, MailerLite is also really user-friendly. But yeah, funnels is one of the biggest things I look at with clients. One of the biggest things. Excellent. So I really love how Callum just described how important a funnel is to a business. And whether you understand what a funnel is or not, you are participating and you've already created a funnel by creating a Facebook, a Twitter, or a TikTok, or a website. Those are all considered things that are like at the top of your funnel. You're trying to get people attracted to your business or brand in some organic way. And what he's saying is then, oh, when they start to connect with you, how are you getting them into your web? How are you actually getting them in the funnel? And you mentioned a lead magnet, which is a free download. He mentioned an yeah. ebook. You could also do a quiz. You can do a PDF download. You can do a free podcast episode, a bonus YouTube video, whatever it is. The point is that you're giving that person value for free mm. for interacting with you and your brand with the hopes that they start moving down the funnel with a phone call, perhaps. Yeah. And as a small business owner, it is very important to understand what a funnel is and what elements of your business are actually contributing to that funnel to generate business. Yeah, you're completely right. And, you know, an easy one with just saying you using social media as an example, a Facebook or Instagram advert is a funnel. That's the best way for me to explain it in, you know, simplest terms, because that you've done an advert, it says order now, buy now, check out the link, go to my website. You've started the funnel process. You've sent them there. And it's also ties in with call to actions and so on. Um, you've sent them to your website where you want them. And now part of a funnel is because it's not an obviously built one is now what do you want them to do? Yes. Then when they've done that, now what do you want them to do? You know, you sent them to your website. Is it to get 10% off their first order? They've signed up for that. Now have they actually ordered? How do you get them to then place an order? Now they've placed an order. Now what do they get? Do they get something else? Do they get something else? You know, and it ties back in as well, really, with that kind of onboarding process that I touched on. Yeah. You know, an onboarding process can be a funnel. So yeah, no, in simplest terms, a Facebook or Instagram advert is the start of a very basic funnel. Love it. 
Love that. Okay, great. So we've touched on systems and processes. We touched on marketing. And before we move on to strategic planning in the marketing realm, you also touched on another system or software app, whatever you want to call it, called MailerLite. And so yeah. when somebody does download a lead magnet or your freebie, you typically want to send them somewhere. When Callum mentioned MailerLite, that's an email service provider. And there's yeah. tons of ESPs out there. There's MailChimp. There's Kajabi's built in, there's ConvertKit, there's um, ActiveCampaign, there's so many. But the point is, again, is to keep them in your funnel by giving them that free download and helping them join your newsletter that hopefully you're sending out every week or every month or consistently whenever you send it out. But that is a point of your lead magnet is to get them into your web so they can purchase more products, purchase a service, etc. A really good one, actually, off the top of my head for anyone listening, here's an idea you can have. Maybe what you do, maybe you specialize in IT and IT is always updating, it's always evolving, it's always changing. Get them to get on your mailer list for this newsletter or something for updates once a month, once a week, once a fortnight for updates on what's going on in IT. So does your laptop, you know, I believe a couple of weeks ago, go Google Chrome if you use it like I do, had a bit of a security breach and they sent a message to everyone to yeah. update their Google. And that's very simple to something you could have put in your newsletter for someone that was in your funnel. And, you know, it's all these little things and things updating. You know, if people are a bit of a tech nerd, do they, are they into Apple products? Do they know when the next Apple Expo is? That's something for your newsletter. There's all this freebies, free information, these golden nuggets, as I call them, they can put into it. And they're in your funnel. You've got them. They're hooked because they don't need to look. You've made life easy. You've solved a problem or an issue just from one simple email. Love that. Love it. All right. So let's move into strategic planning. This is going to be lots of fun. So we're ticking off systems and processes. Marketing's working. Let's dive into the strategic planning portion. And what are we taking a look at here? Do you know that is such a good question? What are we taking a look at? You know, what, what are we actually looking at? And that is such a key point for people because, you know, people set up a business. You see this all the time in the UK on like Dragon's Den. In America, Australia, might sit on like Shark Tank, and they get asked, "What is the plan? Where are you going?" Uh, I don't really know. So it's really one of them things, and we don't really know where we're going with the strategic planning. So, right, what's the plan? What's the vision? You know, first of all, and I always start to people, "Where do you want to be?" Let's start there. Let's start at the end. You know, where do you want to be? For a lot of SMEs, you know, one man bands, this a lot of the time is financial that they answer this question. But I'm like, no, where do you want the business? Do you want the business to be? Once again, looking at growth, what's the next stage of growth for you? We need to look at that first, in my personal opinion, because then we can work backwards. Whereas a lot of people work from the beginning, but they don't know where they're planning to. And in my personal opinion, that's where they go wrong. One of my clients, they said they want five offices in the UK. (laughs) I went, right, where do you want them five offices? We need to figure that bit out first because then actually going back to the marketing, we need to look at the marketing aspect within the strategic plan for them areas for you to launch the offices in that area. So, you know, we need to tie that bit in. Have you got the right team on board? Do we need to fire anyone? That might be part of the plan. That's strategic because planning them is strategy. Actually, no, they're not great for the company anymore. I love John. John's been here for 10 years, but time for him to go. So the plan for me, also known as road mapping, it's, that's a good way I look at things because I like to simplify things. You know, I do like to simplify them. We can do them on as many spreadsheets or whatever as you want. I like simplifying things. It, for me, the way I do it is where you want to be, what you need to do to get there, what you need to get there, what you need to do and what you need 
is very different because one is tools, assets. The other one is what work, what actual workmanship do you need to put in? What effort do you need to put in to get there? And then start from there and then look at that. And I work with clients a lot of this on, you know, very simply 30, 60, 90 day planning. You know, plan for 30 days, but what in the 30 days is going to achieve in the 60 days? What does it lead on to? It's not three separate projects. The three months is one project. Whatever you do in the 30 days helps the six days. Whatever you do in the 60 and 30 days helps the 90 days, which at the end of that, you should have an end result of something. And that end result may lead then into the next 30, 60, 90 days. And it's going from that. And I work in lots of different ways depending on the client. Overall, that's roughly the structure. That's awesome. I really like the fact that you do a work back. Like you really find what is that endpoint and what are all those milestones, all the projects and those tasks that actually need to take place in order to get to that big goal at the end. And I really love that you also tie the type of people that you're going to need in order to make that happen, the specific tools that you might need to have in place to make it happen, as well as the assets. And most importantly, you put a timeline to everything that you're doing, the 30, 60, and 90. That is really great because you have to give something structure in order for it to actually get moving and to make it real. And when you add time to it, it actually makes it more realistic for people to achieve. Yeah. And, you know, road mapping, the way I try to explain it is you wouldn't just get in your car and drive with no clue where you're going. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going away today. Where you going? I don't know. Like you'd have some rough idea. Once again, rough idea of, oh, I might go there, I might stop at McDonald's on the way, I might do this, I might do Once again, you've got the milestones, you've got the things that you're looking at, which is why I say road mapping is it's a simple way of doing it. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's going to be hard work, understand that bit, but it doesn't have to be complicated in the planning. Love it. Callum, I really enjoyed having you on the show today to talk about your unconventional growth strategy that you use with businesses. And I really learned a lot about systems and processes, marketing and strategic planning. Is there anything else that you would like to leave the guests with before you go? Okay, yes. So me and you met through networking, didn't Yes. You? And I told you this, obviously, when we spoke before (laughs) coming on the show. I'm a prolific networker. Like I said, as of recording this, I'm 26. I've done networking for the last five years, and I've been in business for five years. So I've networked altogether. I'll admit I've networked successfully and unsuccessfully. I've put a lot of time in the wrong places. I did it wrong to begin with. But what's the problem in that? I learned a lot. And I now do a bit of networking. I don't want to say coaching, kind of training, education. You know, I speak to a lot of university students about and networking and how every day is networking, no matter what, even if it's not in business. And one of the things I said to you, wasn't it, Rochelle? I said, when I tell these people, I break the word network into two separate words. Net is in profit and work is in, you've got to work at it. If you want the net part, you've got to work at the work part. And that's where you get network. And it, when you start getting clients, this is really cheesy, but then it becomes networking because it's working. Um, but you've got to put the work in to get that net part. It's not about putting the time in being sales or being a salesman. You've got to put the work into the business, to the people, to understand them, to know what, know what they want. It doesn't matter what you want at the minute. Learn what they want. If anyone reads the 48 Laws of Power, it explains, you know, benefit them. Don't benefit you, benefit them. And if you put the work in, you'll get that net part from networking. 
I love it. Thank you so much for dropping that in because I was like, I can't forget that. I love it. That's so great. I really love how you broke down networking. So you guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Callum. He's such a powerhouse. He dropped so many knowledge bombs on today's show. And if you want to get in touch with him, Callum, where can they find you? Find me on LinkedIn. Callum of a K Nicholson. Simple as that. Find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Awesome. Callum, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a blast and I cannot wait to share this episode with my audience. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Allergic to Small Talk is a production of Cut Class, a place where you can access me, Rochelle Grow, and Leslie Levito. We teach the world how to start and grow businesses without a formal classroom. Executively produced by me, Rochelle Grow, and Cut Class. Creative direction by Sho Kazanjian. Audio editor and producer, Tom McGeoch. And music is by Fami Kaira. If you'd like to access more free resources, check out our sister podcast, Out to Launch. Hosted by Cut Class's co-founder, Leslie Levito. She teaches people how to ditch their 9 to 5 to start their own business. See ya! See ya!